the Scoreline Extra. It's Shane O'Keefe and it's been a hectic day of sport at the weekend here on KCLR. Kilkenny have been crowned All-Ireland Camogie champions. St Mullins became the Carlo champions for the 28th time. A historic 28th time. We also had a few interviews conducted in between all those live games. So today you'll hear some post-match from fans in regards to Kilkenny Camogie's win when Sinead Kyo went down on the streets of Kilkenny. We'll also have some post-match reaction from players and manager Morris Aylward of St Mullins after their victory. We talked to Shane Murray all things soccer about Kilkenny United. Joe Sheen of course joins us about Greyhound Racing and Mary Burke talks to us about her fellow clubman. She is the chairperson of the Emeralds, Derek Ling, being appointed as Kilkenny manager. We're going to start with all the Kilkenny post-match reaction. Brian Dowling, I saw you after the final whistle with your family down on the pitch. Sum up your emotions because I'm so bloody emotional watching the game. What a fantastic way to win a victory, and it must be sweet for yourselves. I know Cork is Cork, but to get one back on him by a one point as well, it must be special. Oh, look, it's just unbelievable feeling now, Martin. You know, I suppose it wasn't looking too good there at the end, but I suppose these guys stay going and stay going. And we said it all year stay going and you never know we'll get a lucky break and look we got the lucky break for the goal I suppose we rebounded lovely and but you have to be in the right place and fair play to Sophie she was there and Berlin finished and we got the goal and we needed that goal at the time I suppose and look it was looking like it was heading to heading to a replay there I thought at one stage but we somehow got there I suppose like Denise so Gall Mary Welsh Katie Power these girls Grace Welsh they've suffered at the heart of, of Cork by the last minute point and look turned away other way around today and we're just so happy now that we're all Ireland champions Sum up the first half for us because you had an excellent quarter the first 15 minutes you were outstanding maybe didn't make enough of the chances that you had but Cork really dominated the final quarter but to win level at half time what were your thoughts? Uh, look, I suppose I thought we were hurling really well at the start, but it was disappointing. We, we weren't no, weren't more up. I thought we missed a couple of handy scores. We weren't clinical like we normally are, and you know I kind of thought they might come back to, to bite us, and they did in the second half. I suppose Cork went ahead, but I said it at half time. I said it half time every time. Momentum is huge, and we got back and it was nip and tuck there for a while. I think Cork weren't scoring too much in the second half, bar a couple of frees and that, and you know Mackie got through there once. It could have been a goal to hit over the bar. So look, we just got there somehow, and all Ireland's are for winning. Whatever way you can win, and I said coming up. If we won five pints to four, I'll take it. And we won by a pint, and that's as good as anything now. Sum up the atmosphere here today, because it was absolutely electric. When you were last here in 2020, it was eerie. It was night time. There was no crowds at all in the stands. You couldn't even bring home the cup. But to have the crowds here cheering you on, because as soon as that goal went in, the roof lifted off Crow Park. Yeah, with some support. Look, fair play to everyone from Kilkenny for coming up today. We really appreciate it, you know. And we said it all year. You know, I said it last year. It didn't happen. Our aim was uh, winning all Ireland with our fan, with our family, our friends, our supporters. 2020, we come up here, got to leave the cup here, and I'll never forget going home and all the parents and families were in Spring Hill Court Hotel at half three in the morning and a lashing rain, like, and that's what it meant to them. They didn't get to celebrate with these girls. They were there in 17, 18, and 19 when we lost in the Red Cow Hotel, and they're the ones who supported the girls. I'm so happy that they get to celebrate this joy, and you know, even the last time we didn't get to celebrate it properly, but by God, we're going to celebrate this one. I was just going to say it the homecoming tomorrow evening is going to be something special especially down at the courthouse I'd say they won't be able to fill the amount of people that's going to turn up I haven't even thought about that look I want to can't wait to bring the cup home tonight first of all and you know, usually in a match you want time to go fast but I hope the next 48 hours goes really slow really slow because 
Just this feeling is unbelievable, you know. Power Neil said it's the lads on the right. He said, Staff final whistle goes, you're all Ireland champions, you know. Everything that's gone on before us, you forget about it. And it's just such a special feeling, like, you know. And look, at the end of the day, it's a game of hurling, unfortunately. There's a lot of other tragedies going on, you know. And send our condolences to the Quirk family this time. It's just such a terrible time for them. And, you know, look, we've had, we've had, we've had a terrible time during the year as well. And fair play to these girls, they uh, backed away from that. And then every time we were... We were through a challenge, they kept back fighting and that's what the character they have within this group. You said it before, tragedy struck around Paul Shefflin, your own uncle, you know. It brought the girls together really as a unit and you could see that because they fought for one another out on that field. The back line in particular in the last five to six minutes, even during injury time, when he was going into the fifth and possibly even into the sixth minute, you know, you really held firm, you stood your ground and that's what shows true character in a team. By God, have you that in a bucket? Oh, I look to have so much of it. Uh, you know, the back's there at the end and Grace Wells came out with one ball, you know, Michelle Thien the next one, you know, it was just inspirational stuff and, you know, it's just our backs this year have been are absolutely immense to defend the way they have in, in these games with the players that we've gone five players from last year's championship gone and for you know Tiffy Fitzgerald starting the first all Ireland who scores the first point Tiffy Fitzgerald you know and that, that just sums it up and uh, I know I look I just can't say it enough and so proud of them now it's all about them girls and the girls that didn't get to play today you know they pushed the girls and training all the time and you know we had a meeting on Friday night it was one of the most powerful meetings I've ever uh, been involved in it was it was happy, it was tears, it was emotional. You know, it was just unbelievable and uh, we're just so happy now that uh, we're champions. Ryan Dowlin, you just said it. Congratulations, you are the winning manager of the Senior All-Ireland Camogie Champions. Go on and enjoy it, boy. Uh, all right, thanks for everything, lads, OK? okay. Right. Isn't this savage? I'm just... I tell you one thing, there'll be many a dance going north side tonight. I'm joined by Denise Gall and by Katie Perry down pitch side here in Crow Park. Denise Gall, can you sum up your emotions after that? <laughs> just absolutely buzzing, I'd say, but I don't know. Just unreal to come out on the right side of a one-point match, to be honest. Katie, what was it like playing in a game like that, up high above in level seven? The atmosphere seemed to be unreal. The support here today for you was phenomenal. It was incredible. I definitely have never played in front of such a big crowd. And the goodwill that we've got from Kilkenny the last two weeks has been... I've never experienced anything like it. And to come out here today, do things the hard way, of course, but... Like, for once to be on the right side of a one-point game, oh, it's, it doesn't even seem real. It's just a bit surreal at the moment, to be honest. They're never easy one-point victories, especially when they come against Cork. And I know RT is waiting on you, so I'm going to hurry with you <laughs> quickly. But to get one back on Cork after defeat in 17 and 18, to be on the right side of a one-point victory today, it really is something special. Ah, it is, but sure, look, this wasn't about Cork. This is all about Kilkenny, and we want to go out there and do it for ourselves. Knowing Cork, they can do what they want, but we'll come back to with the cuffed cup tonight and the way you actually done it you, you really played very well you played as a defensive unit uh, what was said at half time like you went in level after such a fantastic first half what did Brian say to you? Uh, not major like sure we've been down on half times in a lot of matches this year and even the Galway match look we know how to come back and was just getting gelling together there in the second half and working our socks off and that's what we've done I think Right go on we'll let you go to RT and I'll stay here with Casey Casey we're here in 2020 there was nobody in the stadium no. just playing here at night time yeah. you didn't even get to bring back the cup no. 
by God, there's going to be some homecoming tomorrow night. There's going to be some celebrations. I'm hoarse already. Like, this is what it's about. And as good as 2020 was for the girls, our families couldn't even celebrate our victories and the victory itself. But by God, have they stuck with us this year when everything was thrown at us, everything possible. And I'm so happy for our families, our parents, our clubs to be here and just to see how much this means to everyone. It's just incredible. Just talk, talk about family and friends. What was it like to have your mini-me, uh, your me going now as well, to have Katie Lonergan as a cup bearer, bring out the O'Duffy Cup there before the game? Lovely to watch. Like, I, I obviously didn't get to see it, boys. And, like, that's what it's all about. We're the lucky people that get to run around the field and put on the black and amber. And there's girls young girls out there and they dream of this and this is their dream so we're literally living it out and to put a smile on Kay Lonergan's face that's what it's all about isn't it and that's why we play the game and that's that's what these days are for Well you know something go find her and go enjoy them celebrations Thanks Emil Thank you <laughs> You're hardly shy Grace Welsh you were here in 2020 in an empty stadium it was eerie you won the All-Ireland Final but you're actually here in front of all your family here in the Hogan stand celebrating today. What exactly does it mean? Uh, to be honest, Martin, 2020 was so, so special um, because it was so different. But sitting here with my family, brothers, sister, they're sisters to me now anyway because they're married into the family, parents, nieces, nephews. It's incredible. There's, there's no feeling like it. Sum up the game for us because Cork is Cork always was going to go down to the wire but to come out with a victory like that in the manner you done it, it's something special. It was actually breathtaking. I couldn't felt like I couldn't breathe for most of the game. It was one of the toughest games between the semi-final and the final. At the final whistle, I think the majority of us couldn't even jump up in the air. We were so wrecked, to be honest. Gosh, look, it's an absolute buzz now. We're, we're after getting over the finish line on top. Come here to me. We were worried for you in the first half. We know the Welsh clan, how strong ye are and how stubborn ye probably are as well, that ye never want to come off. But sum up what you went through, because we thought at one stage you were finished. There was no way you were coming off that field there today. Well, Martin, you're the only person that doubted, doubted us because every player on that team, I know not one person had any doubt. That I we never doubted won. you, but when you went down injured, I was certainly having oh, me doubts. No, no, I was grand. I was grand. I was just uh, taking me time there for a few minutes. But look, we knew we knew ourselves. So the, the, there was no no other outcome. Only us coming out on top, and and that's what, what matters. It's special. You couldn't bring home the cup in 2020. You're going to be able to bring her home tonight, celebrate with friends, celebrate with family. It's coming back to Kilkenny as well, which is going to make it even more special. But just what, and I know you'll get over tonight, what is it going to be like celebrating with everybody in Kilkenny tomorrow evening for the homecoming? It's just going to be so special. Looking out and, uh, at the crowd and the supporters um, this year, is just going to be sensational and I cannot wait. I'm just looking at Finn and Pippa here and I'm just so excited to have them all. I want us to hug and kiss him and it's just great it's great to have the supporters and family around Well Philip and Pippa is here so I'll start with Pippa tell us what's Grace like as a player She's very good Very good and was she brilliant there today? Yeah Phil what do you think of Grace? She's brilliant She's brilliant were you shouting loud for her? Yeah And did you think before you came up today that they were going to win? Yeah Well fair play to you (laughs) Congratulations, well done, another All-Ireland final. I let you celebrate it with your family. Enjoy and enjoy the celebrations tonight. Yeah, thanks very much, Martin. Thank you.
Steffi and Tiffy Fitzgerald, two sisters. You've just won the Senior All-Ireland Final here in Crow Park. You're celebrating here with friends, family, club mates, the whole lot. Tiffy, I start with you for your first All-Ireland Final and to get your first point in the championship as well. How was it like? Oh, sure, I can't believe it. Talk about a dream start. I never thought I'd get a dream start like that in All-Ireland. I'd be in train and I'd be fucking... Sorry, excuse my language. I'd be hitting up wide and everything, so I don't know. I don't know how that happened, to be honest. Don't ask me. That's all right. We'll edit that part out, don't worry. But, uh, yeah, you played magnificently. I mean, Cork really put it up to you in the first half. It was nip and tuck in the second half, but she held out for a famous victory over the Rebelettes. Uh, yeah, we kind of knew that was in the team spirit we had. We were never going to die. We said that in the dressing room. Brian said it was going out. He's like, don't give up till the final whistle blows, and that he was so right. We kept working, and the last few minutes, I just knew we weren't going to let it go. Gall was back in the... In a half-back line, cor- in the cornerbacks, not hooking and blocking, and I, yeah, I just can't believe it. <laughs> Famous victory. Steffi, it's great to be able to play with your sister on the field of play as well. You were here in 2020, different atmosphere, closed stadium, nobody in the place, played at night time, completely different, having friends and family to celebrate today. I uh, win not Ireland, everyone says it's brilliant, but to have your sister on the field beside you, it's just something special, you know, and that's all dreams are made of. Since you were a young girl, that's all you're dreaming of, is winning all Ireland, and to have the supporters here and the family and friends make such a difference compared to in 2020 to have no one to celebrate with but we've plenty of celebrating to catch up on so I'm sure it's even will be great It's always tough against Cork, you were part of the team that played him in the, the league game down in Park Aquif, there was nothing in it nothing in there today, at any point in the second half did you feel like you were slipping away a small bit from you? No, it's always nipping tough between ourselves and Cork, we always have great battles I suppose we've built up that rivalry throughout the years, like even before I came in onto the panel I remember as a young girl always coming to the All-Irelands between Kilkenny and Cork and they've always shown great spirit both teams but you know we just had trust in our system and we said it to each other at half time I know we had the dream start there and I think we went up seven points to no score and in fairness to Cork they came back and they got their perfect patch but when we went in at half time we just said to each other we all looked around each other and we said look lads we just need to trust ourselves and believe in ourselves and we know that we can do this and we did that right till the end and it paid off Now be honest with me right very first attack in the game and you see herself come up, she gets the ball and she puts the ball over in the Davin end. What are you thinking to yourself? Uh, well, first of all, I was thinking that it was Julianne Malone. I was there, I was like, that's surely Julianne. I didn't think much of it. I turned around, I was running back and I heard the girl saying, go on, Tiffany. And I was like, what? So I looked up and I seen the number four running back. I was like, hang on now, this one's supposed to be behind me. And then it's on to me then that my position in the club could be up for grabs. I could be sent back to the backs and this one could be going to the forward. So you never know what will happen now. Well, you can see that there's great family spirit here between the two of you. It's always something special when you win in All-Ireland as you did in 2020. But to win it with your sister is even something more special. And I know you're going to enjoy the celebrations tonight. So Tiffy Fitz and Steffi Fitz, well done. Go enjoy the celebrations. Ethan Norris, Kilkenny, All-Ireland winning goalkeeper. How does that sound? Oh, it's unbelievable. I actually don't think it's sunk in yet, to be honest. It's just... It's unbelievable, it's special and we're really going to enjoy this one. You played so well in the semi-final against Galway. You knew you were going to have a tough against Cork when they won their semi-final as well. It proved to be that way. But sum up how you felt the game was going. Level at half-time, did you feel that you'd done enough in the, the first half? 
Yeah, look, like every battle we play against Cork is is a tough one, and like that, we knew we put in a performance against Galway, but we knew we'd have to up it again going out against uh, Cork, and, and we knew we'd have to bring it, bring our best game. And look, to be really honest, I don't think we had our best best. Uh, we didn't top our performance that we could have done, but uh, look, a win is a win, and yeah, half time we're going in level, but like our whole message to the team was just not to panic, and we have full belief in this in this panel of players and management, and we just knew if we stuck to the process that it hopefully gets over the line. You never panicked even late on into injury time. You could see how much of a unit you were there. The backs were playing very, very well, and your puck outs, the strategy of putting them in pinpoint perfect puck outs really kept the pressure on Cork for that last couple of minutes. Yeah, look, we have serious uh, air fielders out there. Julianne Malone, I was probably landing them on her all the time now, but she was plucked them out of the air. Uh, you have Julianne, Michaela, Gaul, so many options. So my job is easy just to hit it out, I suppose. It's, it's there winning that primary possession is key. Well, Ethan Norris, All-Ireland champion, go enjoy the rest of the celebrations. We will indeed, thank you. <laughs> Katie Nolan, go easy on the water. I know you need it because, by God, uh, that was tough out there. That was tough, yeah. That was very tough. Um, so I don't think we ever do that easy. So, yeah, um, we're kind of used to the toughness, but sure, anytime you play Cork, and no matter who you play in an All-Ireland final, it's going to be tough. Describe the atmosphere here in Crow Park today because you were here in 2020 before. You were part of the team as well. Completely different, but to have the stands full and everybody cheering you during the parade, what was it like? Yeah, I loved 2020, first of all. Like when I thought it was savage laid back and it was just a great day, but I suppose today is a lot more special, like having family and friends here and for, for them to be able to be part of it, it's, yeah, it's very special. Well, to have colleagues beside you as well is even more special. Mary O'Connell, what a fantastic game and to be crowned All-Ireland champions at the end of uh, a thrilling campaign you've gone undefeated in the league and the championship this year you must be really really proud of your achievements Yeah look I, I know it might be cliche but this group is such a special group and you know we, we've been ups and downs all year and we kept coming back stronger and what a more fitting way than to finish this journey with such a special group of people and we're absolutely thrilled Tell us about the first half that you you because you really dominated the first 15 minutes. Car kind of took over, but you went in level at half time. What was the mood like in the dressing room at half time? No, no one was panicking because usually at half time we're down, so being level wasn't a bad thing. Um, and we knew we switched off and we knew Cork were going to get their purple patch, so I think yeah, it was just, we showed great character the way we dug it out to the very end. And that's one thing we promised ourselves all the time is that we'd stay going to the very end. Mary was nipping talk as well in the second half. Did you feel at any time as a team that was slipping away from you before you got the magnificent goal down on Hill 16 again? I mean, to do it again, Galway in the semi final, but to do it in the All Ireland, something special as well and for Sophie to turn up to do it as well out of the blue the most unlikely is to players but it was a well deserved goal oh, I was just lucky I wasn't on the end of it I probably would have went over the bar the other bar the other bar yeah no but look uh Look, you know, that's that's what's getting us out of these big games is, you know, the boys have it drilled into us. Tommy Shefflin has it drilled into us. You know, the match not over till the final whistle goes. And, you know, you, you, you have so much time to claw back, a, you know, a lead on the other side. So, look, just just unbelievable stuff. What, no better way to win it than, than to have it that sort of way. Well, Neve Dealey is after joining us as well, so she might as well join in with us. Neve, what an occasion. All-Ireland champions. You must be a proud James Stevens woman tonight. Absolutely. Unbelievable. Proud, proud of Soph there getting the... Yeah. Go, or getting the goal there at the end 
I know, it's just unbelievable, unbelievable feeling to get over the line and just by a point as well. And it does show how much of a panel effort it is, like we say it all the time, but like again, Sophie comes on and gets gets a goal, like yeah. I spoke with Steffi and Tiffy earlier and she was surprised to see Tiffy coming up and getting the very first point of the game but you've seen Sophie do it in training at matches with your club as well but to see her do it in an All-Ireland final here in Crow Park you must have been really, really proud to see that Ah yeah, unbelievable like we were saying there you create your own look and that time we did like Sophie was there on the edge of the square right time, right place and got in back of the net never so happy to see you hitting it yeah, while the one beside you here was playing well in the forward line, yeah. you and the backs were playing very, very well as well. I mean, you were under severe pressure for long periods of time there, but you stuck together as a unit. You didn't really panic, and you came away with the victory, even when it was going well over uh, injury time there as well. I mean, did you ever think at one stage he was going to blow the final whistle? No. Um, yeah, like that's what we've been saying all year. Just stick to the plan, work the ball out, don't panic and thankfully that's just what we did today and just got it out and got over the line and just unbelievable feeling You're still two young members of the team you have All-Ireland medals there what exactly does it mean to go and win an All-Ireland medal in Crow Park? There's nothing bigger there's nothing better it's what you train for all year for so yeah it's just like it won't sink in for a few days I'd say but it hasn't sunk in yet not at all I'd say, yeah, it'll be a week or more. At least, I'd say, yeah. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of celebrations, but the homecoming tomorrow night is going to be something special back in Kilkenny, albeit the Cup is coming home tonight, but the homecoming is always something special, especially when you're champions and it's not going to be any different tomorrow night. No. Great to, come, great, to go, great to go home to Kilkenny tonight and we'll have all our family and friends like we were saying there in 2020 we didn't get to celebrate with them but it's so much better getting to come over to the stand here and see them all and just see they're the ones that are with us and you know they're dropping us from when we were younger and everything just and then just to see a smile on their face is unbelievable so well you wouldn't see two bigger smiles here at the minute Mary O'Connell is gone but Neve Dealy and Casey Nolan All-Ireland champions congratulations go and joy us Very, very good. I think the rep was very poor on us. He nearly cost us the All Ireland. Yeah, and he was uh, he was very late to blow the whistle very as well. Late, yeah, yeah, very late. I think he was looking for a draw. Maybe he got a Brian Lemon love or something for a draw or something. <laughs> Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, but I think the what a performance, what a team. Very good team. I think the homecoming should be like the men in all the park, not on at the courthouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think though, like they say, they're going to get a warm welcome now tomorrow, well, even an entirely deserved. The service, like England, is coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> and I'm from all Lachlan's, Paris, Martin Hall, Lemming Court, Kilkenny. Ah, brilliant stuff. Thanks so yeah, much. Thanks. Talk to you soon. No water. Wait, take I got no that. water. Yeah, Talk to you. Bro, uh, Wexford. Sinead is my name. Oh, the way. Strawberry, but strawberries. Yeah. Still, no, but the women should have the same race like me. Yeah, definitely. Thank I you. Stop lying, he's just yeah. Well, what did you think anyway? Brilliant performance by the girls. Thought it was absolutely brilliant, yeah. It was a back and forth one, sure. Um, it was just exciting. Yeah. Had me, like I said, had my friend from Cork, so 
there was back and forth reactions <laughs> there as well, but we ended up on top, so I'm delighted with it, like, yeah, absolutely delighted. Yeah. It was uh, it was really, like, kind of hotly contested in the second half. Yeah. I think uh, Kilkenny were really dominant in the first half, but second half, it was so tight, it could have went anyway, level, I think, about six or seven times. Yeah. 100% sure. I think the six points straight away in the first kind of gave them a bit of bravery, a bit of cockiness. I could be talking, you know where from, but it was just, it was exciting now. Yeah. Scary at the same time though with Wait, the second half. Hi, yeah. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, delighted for the girls anyway, and hopefully Kilkenny will give them a, a warm welcome now. They definitely deserve it after today now. Definitely do the fight they gave in for the last point to give us a win. They deserve it all now. In fairness. Brilliant. What's your name? Where uh, you Jack Lanigan, just from town myself. Town. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks very Thank much. You, lads. Thank you. Um, I'm working in KCLR and I was just wanting to get a reaction to, to the match for in you. In from Sydney. Oh, in from yeah, Sydney, yeah. Uh, this your first time the, seeing the Camogie match? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. It's what did you really, make of it? It's really good. It's yeah. really fast. Yeah. yeah. The, girl, yeah. the girls were brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, they did kick any prows. Yeah, absolutely. They did. It was a totally different second half, wasn't it? Like, they do, uh, Kilkenny dominated in the, the first half, for the first 20 minutes anyway, yeah. and then Cork kind of came back into it in the last 10 minutes. But the second half, it was much more closely contested, wasn't it? Um, it was very close, and to be honest, if we didn't get that goal we'd probably be cheering, you know, a very different way. Yeah. Um, but that goal changed the us, and it was down to the last minute, extra time. We could have been looking at extra time, but you know what? The girls defended really well towards the end and really proud of them. They yeah. did so well. Yeah. Some group of girls, aren't yeah, they? Absolutely, They're absolutely yeah. brilliant. Absolute, <laughs> absolute, absolute credit to Kilkenny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And Brian Dowling deserves so much credit as well in the whole oh, backroom yeah. team. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's like they say, it, it takes a village. You know, it's not just like the people who are on the pitch, it's everyone behind them as well. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. What's your name? Uh, I'm Julie. Julie. And this is Adrian. Hi, Adrian. Adrian. And Maria. And Maria. Okay, thanks so much. Yeah, no Brilliant. Worries. Thanks. thanks. Enjoy the rest Bye. of the evening. Pubs watching yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And, and what did you make? Unbelievable performance by them in the second half. Yeah, no, it was really good. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you all from? Anyway, where are in Kilkenny are you from? Dainsford. Dainsford. And you play a bit of camogie or anything yourselves? Yeah, no, we do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very Dixpress, good. So. Yeah. And will you be going to the homecoming now tomorrow evening? Yeah, oh, definitely. Sure, yeah. One of our friends is on the team, so. Yeah, who's your friend? Ashley McCarty. All right, okay. Brilliant, though. Like, such such a performance all throughout the year, like, unbeaten in the league and the championship. Yeah. I bet you're all so proud of the girls, are you? Yeah, no, yeah, very. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay, thanks so much. Talk okay. to you soon. Where, where in Kilkenny are you from? What's your, your local club? Tuller Owen. I'd say you're, you're happy Absolutely woman. delighted. Delighted yeah. for the girls. It was absolutely a brilliant win. They really done great in the end. Absolutely delighted for them. Yeah, they were brilliant. The uh, second half performance as well. Oh. I mean, Kilkenny, I'd say, were a little bit worried there at half time. The last yeah. 10 minutes, but going into the second half, like um, it was just a totally totally different game, really, wasn't it? Absolutely. They just turned around in the last 15 minutes. They were absolutely brilliant, and the goal just made it for them. 
absolutely yeah. brilliant. It did. I think everyone was kind of saying that to win it, they really needed a goal, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it changed the game for him. Just delighted for him. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant to see all the support as well. Loads of Kilkenny jerseys, lots of flags and everything oh, yeah, out. Loads. And hopefully they'll get um, a warm welcome when they come back to Kilkenny tomorrow evening. Oh, definitely they will. We'll be all out from shouting for him. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. What's, what's your name again? Uh, Katie O'Dea. Katie O'Dea. Yeah. Thanks so yeah. much, Katie. Thank you. Thanks a million women. Chat to you soon. Sinead Kyo talking with jubilant Kilkenny fans after that All-Ireland victory. Oshin Langan were talking to people that was just as jubilant. Here's some St Mullins players and the manager, Morris Elward. St Mullins champions for the 28th time. Congratulations to them. They were absolutely immense. It's now Cork 1-11, Kilkenny 12 points. St Mullins, Michael Walsh, the captain, about to make a speech. Not sure if you could quite hear that, but uh, we'll try and drop in. We'll try and get a word with one of the players. And uh, you know what? Just try and listen to the atmosphere for a moment. Well, you might not be able to hear the words very clearly, but Terence is going to go down and try and get a word with one of the players or try and bring him back up for a word. It is county final day. It's a special day. Normally, we have to go down onto the pitch to talk to the players afterwards. But today of all days is the day that they would come up and have a chat it's a great moment for St Mons as the speech continues I can tell you in the Premier League just in case you're interested West Ham are 1-0 down to Manchester City it's half time in that game Haaland with the goal earlier on Leicester 2 Brentford 2 that's the final score there and Brighton beat Manchester United by 2 goals to 1 there goes the cup up in the air again as I look out onto Netwatch Cullen Park, it's covered in those wearing green and white. As I look to my left, it's a tough and sad sight for anyone from Bagnallstown or anyone associated with Bagnallstown Gales. They're standing there, they're honouring the champions as they have to do and as they are doing, but it's a, it's a tough time for them. It's a horrible, horrible thing for them to stand there and watch the trophy being lifted, especially after such a one-sided game. Terence, they're going to talk to us in a while. You went down to have a chat, but they want to stay for the speech. And I have to say, I, under, I understand that. Yeah, I was speaking there with Jack Cabin and Jason O'Neill, and hopefully, like, they'd be up like in a couple of minutes. Like, obviously, they'd have to wait for the presentation. But uh, you know, Jack is one of the older members. Jason's one of the new kids on the block with a massive score today. And hopefully, they will have both of them up here shortly. Jason O'Neill showed the right stuff today. Yeah, he's a small little man with a massive talent, massive heart, and a massive skill. Like, you know, a brilliant little hurler. 111 plays 12 points. Cork still in front with six minutes to go in the Camogie final. That's live on the Kilkenny frequency. Um, our thanks, by the way, and I'm talking across the speech because you won't be able to hear the words. You can hear the cheering and all that. So if we could hear it, I would by all means let them speak, but we can't really hear it. This game on Casey Law brought to you with thanks to Dan Morrissey and Co. in a league of their own with a full range of concrete quarry products, roof tiles, and macadam. See danmorrisseyandco.com. This hopefully will not be the last time you hear St Mullins doing a victory speech this season because, as we say, the Leinster campaign is to come. And normally, well, sometimes with the club, you would say, you know what, let them celebrate the county title. And, of course, they'll celebrate that. But there's now a bit of a gap between the county title and the Leinster championship because, obviously, in Carlo, they played the hurling before the football 
and the football will kick in next week all the coverage of that brought to you on KCLR in the next couple of weeks Brendan Hennessy will be back in the chair over the next couple of weeks I might even pop up once or twice myself Terence will be back in situ for the Leinster Championship Tommy Murphy is going to come up and give us a bit of a word before we hear from the players as Michael Walsh's speech continues Tommy Walsh is bringing you the commentary on the stream today Tommy you might as well grab the microphone here Terence you can keep the, well Terence is going to go down actually and grab the players and uh, I'll keep the uh, microphone on Tommy what did you make of that today? I suppose even to look ahead uh, the, the first half Bagginstown Gales gave every bit as much as good as they got in the first half but St Mullins laid the foundation for success with their accuracy in the first I suppose 10 to 15 minutes anything they hit turned to gold and they made it, they made it exactly happen for them and the score just started to mount up they probably ground down Bagginstown Gales that there was what was it 2.12 I think to 8 points at half time machine and we were we were just saying on, on other commentary there that the big start was for Bagginstown Gales to get a good start to the second half but in the side in the sign of uh, I think 3 or 4 minutes uh, Bagn- uh, St Mullins has scored 1-2 Jason O'Neill was a, a, a live wire with 2-6 from play Kilkenny have just got a goal late on in the Camogie final. It's Kilkenny 112, Cork 111 with three minutes to go. What a twist, says the uh, read in front of me here, but no further detail added. I'm sure if you're a Kilkenny fan, you don't care who got the goal or how it happened. Kilkenny have got the goal. They lead by one with three minutes to go. I'll say it one more time. I'm sure you're sick of me saying it. That's live on our KCLR Kilkenny frequency right now. And I just hope that the win. Uh, yeah, I just hope yeah. that the win, she. We do indeed. Um, talk to me about St. Mullins. Michael Walsh lifting the cup in the air again. We'll hopefully hear from a player or two in a few minutes. Um, I think that they handled the quick turnaround from last week better than Town. I think their experience told in that turnaround. They were probably, yes, looking back on it last week, St Mullins probably, uh, they won their semi-final by a point, but they certainly got it right here, uh, they certainly got it right here today. They were, I thought they were awesome now, and in fairness, Bagginstown Gales gave it anything they had, but St Mullins' first touch, their accuracy was unbelievable. But um, above all, O'Sheen, they never bunched, they played it wide all the time and every man that and headed for goal but the one man was only going for a goal there wasn't three or four studying but I think they played for one another was the big thing OK Tommy thank you very much for joining us live on KCLR Carlos Frequency uh, and, just I after. You, and I just like to congratulate Jack one of the I just said Jack before we hand over you I just said you were probably down to the years one of the most talked about men in Carlo Hurland well done Jack Cavanagh Jack Kavanagh has joined us. Jack, I'll hand you the microphone. You can come over to me here. Terence, you can take the headset back there. Jack Kavanagh, how does it feel to be a county champion yet again? Oh, hold on a second. I'll turn up your microphone. I'll ask the question again. How does it feel to be a county champion yet again? You never get tired of this feeling. Um, you actually enjoy it a lot more the older you get because you don't know how many more you want to get. So it's, it was a great performance today and uh, it feels absolutely amazing. They're going to soak it in the brace now for the next couple of days and uh, enjoy it. 112 to 8 points up at the break. They came back into it towards the end of the first half. What did Morris say to you at half time? Yeah, we knew ourselves last week we were the same. We were, we, were, we were going well at half time and we just said, don't give them a start. It's a foothold. It's our second half. Go and get a couple of scores. And, you know, put, put a bit of breathing space between us. And uh, Jason popped up with a goal there. It was a, it was a huge score for us. And uh, I think it kind of killed off Bangerstown. Um, you know, we were never going we to let up from there. Some people might have been a bit distracted during the week. I was one of them. 
about whether or not Marty would start or wouldn't start. When did you know what the exact plan was and how did you avoid the danger that was the distraction of that? There was no distraction at all. Look, we, we have an ace in the pack like that and it was just when they were knocked out of the Champions order last Sunday. So any, any team would, 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 would bring a man of his calibre home. So he was never going to start. Like, that was never an issue. You know, the boys have been here all year. Goss, we were going to take the field first. And, uh, look, he was great. asked to be able to bring in there in the second half and uh, drive the thing home for us. And what about yourself? You got involved in a lot of rooks. You won a lot of hard possession. I mean, when people look in the score at the scoreboard, they'll they'll think that tells the story of the match. But you had to earn it, despite the fact that you Absolutely. won it by a distance. Absolutely. You know, we, we heard. I didn't see the Bangs game last week. Monday's range, but I heard that they were on top there, the breaks and midfield, and so we knew ourselves coming up into today. We had to get on top in that department to you know kind of set a platform for our attacks, you know, for our forwards and kind of coaches play going to their forward line who were very dangerous. So. You know, look, we knew we get through the hard work and uh, everything everything is based on hard work and the hurling and everything will follow. But if you haven't got hard work, you have nothing. You base everything off of that. What has Morris Aylward brought to this group? Yeah, he's brought... Uh, he's grounded a lot of lads, you know. He, um, he gives everyone a, a clear opportunity. He's very old school, very honest, very passionate. And he just brings back the old, old style open hurling and just pure heart and determination. And, you know, he's a great man. I can't speak highly enough of him. And... Uh, I hope, hope, hope to God I don't know how his plan hope to God he'll be sticking around for another 12 months you mentioned it last week that he is old school I said will you do a bit of video work during the week and you said no you'll do nothing but ball work and it seems to me that that's all you've done all year and that I say that in a good sense a complimentary sense yeah absolutely no look we, we do we do the hard <coughs> we do the hard running too like you know we had Oshin Griffin in there start the year when we were away with the county the boys were training savage hard in the field you know doing gym work and runs and with Morris every time we go with Morris it's just hurling it's ball 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 you know yep. you, can't, you can't get enough of the ball because ultimately if you don't have the ball you can't win the game so you have to have the skills and, and uh, have your skills have to be perfected so it's all about the, the simple things and uh, Morris uh, really drove, drove down for us so to you Will you have a crack off Leinster now I don't want to talk too much about Leinster because you need to enjoy the day and county titles are hard won but is that a real aim for this group? Absolutely yeah look we, we enjoyed the 2018 we had a great run like you know we're hoping to maybe maybe just go out again you know we know we're playing the, the, the Wexford Champions I think in, here I think that's so. correct yes yeah. Um, we didn't really look so much into it but we just knew that that was uh, the thing so look we'll see how it goes uh, we'll take a few weeks off now I'd imagine because it's not for another 14 weeks I think yep. so we'll take a few weeks off we'll probably go back and train hard then and give it a report to we want to represent the club and the county as best as we can Jack Cavanagh thank you very much I appreciate thank you thank coming you. up to speak to us uh, we've been joined also by the captain Michael Walsh and Jason O'Neill who scored 2-6 today Jason and uh, Michael congratulations how are you feeling Thanks. as the captain how are you feeling as the man who got to lift the cup for the 28th time for St Mullins. I think overwhelmed at the minute. Um, words are kind of words are going missing now for me. I know. I think. I think. Yeah. I think we're absolutely thrilled. We we were we really hurt over last year. I think we didn't perform, but I think this year we came back and we really got grounded and we and we just drove it on. We done all the simple things. I think we just done everything that we needed to go back to base again and get the simple things right. I think that's what we done this year. And what does it mean to get your hands back on the cup after a three-year absence? Oh, it means everything, everything. I you, no words can ever describe lifting that cup or, or standing beside someone that lifts it. It's just incredible. It's just something from a sporting person that you, lo- you just love to see. You love to see someone beside you lifting it or you lifting it. It's, it's incredible. You hard work all year, every year. How many teams go through years and years without winning? It's just it's unreal feeling. No words can describe it. It sounds like that you are not taking this for granted, even though you were favourites maybe from the start alongside Mount Leinster Rangers. Then coming into today, you were favourites. You won it by a distance. For a lot of you, it's a fifth or sixth medal. But it sounds to me like you're treating it like it's your first. Everyone, every every year is a new year. Every year is a, is a new medal. That's just, no one can take the ones that's on you that you have, but you can always take the ones that's coming for you. 
So every year is a new year. Every year you want another one. It's just, it's just that's the way we are. That's the way hurling people are, I think. No matter what club you're in, you just want one more. And how do you feel doing all the hard work to see then the fancy dance like Jason O'Neill popping up and getting the scores? They get the glory and you get the belts. It's actually, it's actually very satisfying from being down in half-back lane to see them nice going, scores going over. It doesn't matter. We work hard, but the boy, I know all the boys do too. They stop the, the easy ball coming out and it makes it handier for us then in the half-back lane. No, no, it's, it's, it's very nice. Very nice to see you. Michael, stay with me. We are joined by Jason O'Neill. Jason, I think you were only 19 when you first, or when you won it last in 2019. Yes. And did you think that, you know, you'd, you'd take another few and they'd come handy, but actually that transpired not to be the case? No, look, I, I've been seeing the same teams down through the years. They're hard one, like, you know, especially if the, the likes of the Rangers, the, the Bagnestowns, the Ballinkillens, you know, they're all tough, tough teams, like, you know, and uh, it's just great, great to be out on top today. How does it feel to have got your hands back on the cup after a bit of a gap, three years? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, you know, uh, it's just what dreams are made of. Like, you know, it's, it's every young lad's dream, I suppose, in any club, you know, and to get your hands on it, this is my second one now, like, you know, and uh, only 22, like, so it's, it's, it's brilliant, you know. Terence, is it fair to say this man is a big game player? 2-6 today, and I remember another finals and big games well, like stepping up as well. I think I can remember this at 2-19. We were level going into the last couple of minutes of the game. Right, he got a lucky point, but it's a point that took us. <laughs> <laughs> took the cup back for we'll us, like, you know, as I said. You know, as I said, no, as I said, I remember when for that, like, you know, as I said, you remember ones that hurt you. And it just said, this chap did hurt us in 2-19. As I said, that we are neighbours. We're enemies maybe three hours for the year. And yeah. at the back of it all, like, they've socialised with one another, like, with great time for one another. And we're from the hurling part of the south of the county, like, you know, as I said, Moisture were dominant for many, many years. But for the last, in this century, you know, Rangers and St. Mons have contested most of the finals. Rangers were in 80, now with 22, and I think St. Mons must have been in almost as many. You know, as I said, that the hurling capital of the of county car, like the south. Jason, talk to me about your goals. One in the first half, one in the second half, and I think you tacked on six points from play as well. Yeah, look, I'll, uh, I'll have to take a bit of look on the first one, anyway, and uh, the second one, I kind of bounced up lovely, and thankfully landed in the hand, and sure, there was only one place I was putting it down, you know. But uh, no, look, it's, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. This uh, I dreamed of as a young lad, and every other young lad is dreaming of it too, you know. So we're just thankful to be here, and I'm thankful to have the cup, you know. And of course, you'll want another crack off Leinster as well. Got to the final in 2019, beaten by a very, very good Ballyhill Shamrocks team. I know you'll celebrate this, rightfully so, but then you'll focus on that pretty quick, even though it's a bit of a while yeah, to wait. Yeah, we'll knuckle down now again, maybe in a few weeks' time or that. We'll see how we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I know we will, but we'll, we'll knuckle down again and give it a good crack again. It'll be great to get back there again. You know, that was, Mick, I tell you, like, it was probably one of the best experiences yeah. I ever had playing hurling, you know. So hopefully we get back there again. We'll knuckle down and, and do a bit of training, and hopefully. Do you have a question for the captain? You can interview the captain. Or does the captain have a question for you? Who wants to ask you a question here? Are you buying the first one when we get back there? Eh? <laughs> I definitely am. I definitely am. I think we deserve it. Uh, Jason and Michael, thank you very much. Thank Congratulations. You. Well thank done to St. Mullins. A beautiful part of the world. I'm very jealous of you getting to go back there and spend an awful lot of time like there. Uh, Terence, I know that um, we'd be... Um, We'd be gate crashing. We wouldn't necessarily be invited, but I we know, might jump on the celebrations I can all tell the same. You one thing, if you went down there, like you'd be well received. I'm telling you the yep. truth, you would. I'm not, I'm not just backing myself up. I said I live quite close to the place. I do a little bit of hackney work. I'm down there fairly often. And all jokes aside, as I said, we're enemies and big enemies for three or four hours yep. every year. But apart from that, like they're good lads. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of celebrating to be done in that region because when you step over the river or step over the border there, you're into Kilkenny, and Kilkenny have captured the All Ireland Camogie oh. title. They've beaten Cork 113 to 
112. The homecoming is going to be something else in Kilkenny tomorrow evening. It'll be covered on KCLR. And I have to say, I'm, I'm working at that, so I can't wait yep. to go. It'll be quite the celebration. They've battled hard, and they have got their hands on the O'Duffy Cups. Kilkenny are champions uh, in the All-Ireland Camogie Championship. St Mullins are champions in Carlo Terence I will leave the final word on the JJ Cavanagh Sun Senior Hurling Championship to you well listen hopefully like hurling has kind of ended in the county now like you know and hopefully like we'll have a run in Leinster it would be great to see him uh, dethroning maybe or beating the Leinster or the Wexford Champions here in Carlo that would be just incredible as I said I'd make the winter shorter because if they happen to beat the Wexford Champions we don't know who's in the final yet but if they happen to beat them like they have the, boy, uh, the winners of the Dublin Leash Champions at home also in Carlo if they can succeed it'll make the winter shorter for those people who who love the hurling it kind of has finished now as such you know as I said the big ball game comes in next week it's not exactly my pride and joy like you know as I said yeah. as I fun of the game but listen I love the hurling and uh, you know as I said hopefully hopefully like you know it'll be five or six weeks I think before the game is being played here like the Leinster Championship hopefully like you know that we'll get a run in Leinster and uh, you know as I said that will be up. we're all behind the green white right now well I'm led to believe that Miriam Wall turned a late free for Kilkenny and Denise Gall tapped it over a pressure score if ever there was one but she managed to get it in Kilkenny are champions of the Camogie St Mullins are champions in the hurling and they will represent Carlo again in the Leinster Championship uh, as I said earlier on St Mullins is described in the Discover Ireland guide as a tranquil place it will be anything but tonight the celebrations will go on for at least a couple of days and then they'll knuckle down for Leinster for Bagnallstown it's a tough place to be um, for the hurlers of the Gales because they came to county final day with hope and expectation didn't quite happen for them but I hope they enjoy each other's company in the next couple of days I hope they take a bit of rest because they deserve that rest having battled their way to the county final didn't work out for them on the day but it's not to say that they won't take the lessons learn the lessons and apply the lessons next year but the thing about sport and the thing about life is you just don't know what's around the corner so enjoy each other while you can enjoy the joy and try and get through the pain together and of course in recent days we've seen the context of sport well, it's true, and we right, know the know. context of sport is in, you know, yeah. compared to what is actually happening in real life it's not that important so yeah but you, know. you see the tragedies in yep. Tipperary like you know when you see that you know kind of brings things back to, you know as I said back yep. here today like to see the sport a good crowd the sun shining yep. the band playing people walking behind the band like you know it's probably the greatest sport in the world well, certainly it's the greatest day in the world for St. Mullins. 28 times they've been ch- champions in Carlow. 2022 is the 28th, and they're going to celebrate that for Bagnus Town. We say hard luck. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us throughout the Hurling Championship on KCLOR, the football to come, and then back to Hurling and football as these teams go into Leinster and hopefully represent Carlow with pride and represent their people and their parishes with pride. Terence Kelly, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks to the Carlow County Board who put a wonderful day together. Uh, hard luck to Bagnus Town. Well done to St. Mullins. From Terence and myself, Oshin Langan, it is goodbye. Mars Aylward, you've done it with St. Pat's Bally Ragged, you've done it with uh, Ballyhill Shamrocks, and now you've done it with St. Mullins. How does it feel to have led this great club to its 28th Carlo Senior Hurling title? Feels great. I'm absolutely delighted. Thrilled. What was the difference today? The difference today is that we got a complete performance all over the field and for 60 minutes or maybe 65 I don't know every other day the last two games before this we played brilliant for a half an hour and then the second half 
just didn't go right for us. But coming into this match, I knew this uh, performance was in the team and we're going to get it sooner or later and we got it at the right day. Did you know during the week that this was coming? Yes. But what gave it away? What are the telltale signs? Uh, the players' attitude, number one, when we, when we won here last um, Sunday, semi-final, without being told, the whole group decided they were going to go to the river for recovery. When you get players doing that, that means they're tuned in, they're motivated. I knew in the field on Tuesday night, the attitude, the spirit, the atmosphere was very good. Same Thursday night, same this morning, we met, we met in Hannah, that's their home pitch. I knew the whole thing. I was happy, relaxed coming to this match, because I knew this big game was in them. It sounds like, and I mean this as a compliment, you didn't actually have to do a whole pile during the week, because it's a very short turnaround from a semi-final to a final only a week. Oh, yeah, I'd agree with you 100%. When you're playing week after week, you don't have to do. Maybe Tuesday night you might have a, a little strenuous session, but after that, you don't. Because if you get injuries, you have to mind those. It's too heavy on players, but I'm not going to say anything about that. We'll enjoy the win, and that's it. Yeah, and in fairness, I heard you talk to Casey Law a couple of weeks ago. I know that a lot of the managers wouldn't be necessarily delighted with the structure this year, and I'm sure it's something that can be debated and whatever during the during the winter and during during the off season. But there is no off season, of course, for you now now because you're looking at Leinster. I'm looking at Leinster, but that's 14 weeks away. How do we? Yeah, we'll be probably meeting a team that will be coming in fully fit after winning the county final. Well, I think it's actually the Wexford champions, so that's that's our next one. So. Yeah. So what will you do? Will you just let them rest for a couple of weeks, take it, and then build up with another kind of mini pre-season? Yeah, let them, let them rest for four or five weeks. So they'll be playing a bit of football as well. They play a bit of junior football. So we'll let them rest. And uh, it's very, no, I have to say it's my first time facing anything like this. Like in most of the teams I have been involved with, Kilkenny teams. So once you win a county final, you're straight away within a week or two, you're into club championship. So there's no, there's no rest. This is a different setup. 14 weeks to go. And can that be a good thing? I know it's not the setup that you choose, but you do have 14 weeks now and you can work on a lot of stuff with them and get a good block of training done. I don't think it's a good thing because um, if you take last year, the Wexford County Final and the Carlow County Final were both at the same time and they had a huge weight and both of them were well beaten in the club championship. Rapparees were beaten by Clark Balacal, if you remember. And now Leinster, I can't remember who beat him. I think they played the Shamrocks, actually. But they weren't firing on all cylinders. So do you have to try and, t- even though obviously you weren't involved, do you have to try and learn lessons of that and try and get challenge games, or what do you do? You try to get challenge games, but where do you get them? Because the most of the teams will be looking to challenge matches will be involved in their own championship, with the exception of Wexford. That's finished next Sunday. But they play a lot of football. They're straight into football, like Carlo is here. But um, our club, St Mullins, do not play in senior football. They play a bit of junior football, so you wouldn't have all the players going that way. But look, it's something we have to look at and see how we'll manage it. Um, a couple of questions just before I let you go. Marty Cavanagh came back during the week. How big a boost was that? And how did you make sure it wasn't a distraction? Because Marty kind of arriving in, having not there, been there for a couple of weeks, might have been a distraction, but it seemed to be the opposite. It seemed to focus, guys. It focused, guys, and everybody was delighted. Like, I mean, and uh, they put us in a position we didn't know how to do. But, like, for the sake of the team that had worked hard the whole period, we decided we'd, we wouldn't start Marty. And Marty was delighted himself because he really didn't, sorry, he really didn't want to start. So it worked a treat for us. It doesn't even matter when we were going to spring them. You know, we thought by bringing them in during the game at some stage to lift the team. And when we did bring them in, we were in a good 
form at the time and were moving very well. So he just came in at the right time to keep that momentum going. And finally, this club, they're, they're something special, aren't they? They are, they're a lovely club and they're fine hurlers in it and they're great hurlers in it. Like, I mean, they remind me a lot of the style of Kilkenny players and it's only a matter of getting um, that confidence built up in them. And I could see it coming. They talk a lot about they were, they were making in matches. They were making mistakes that they shouldn't have been making. But today they didn't make that mistakes and came good on the right day. How did you get that out of them? How did you manage to stop them making those mistakes? We kept at them and kept at them in training and kept praising them and showing, telling them that they're really bringing themselves down instead of pushing themselves up. And bit by bit the confidence started growing and we're getting a little more out of them in every match. Today, we, as I said, we got the full hour. Other days we only got the 40 minutes, the 40 when teams ran out we had that problem we worked on that and that's what it's all about that's what management and coaching is all about improve on the keep improving on the strengths and try to cut out the weak things Mars you're wanted for a photograph you're wanted for celebrations as well well done congratulations to you in St. Paul's thanks very Mary Burke caught up with us to discuss her fellow club man Derek Ling being appointed as the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Manager. Now, massive news coming out on Thursday night. Kilkenny have ratified a new manager. Yes, the white smoke billowed from UPMC Nolan Park. It was nearly two weeks since the shock announcement that after 24 years, Brian Cody would be stepping down as Kilkenny senior hurling manager. After all the tributes and praise were rightly put towards Brian's tenure, tongues inevitably wagged about who would take over the managerial reins. Various names have been thrown around. All rumours, hushed whispers among GEA circles became louder and louder as each day passed without an announcement. Theories that X could not take the job because of Y reason. Well, the word on the street is no more and an official replacement has been announced. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Derek Ling to the throne, it has to be said, of the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Manager. We're going to be looking forward to sitting down with Derek at some point in the future. We've spoke to him numerous times. He is, of course, coming off the back of a tremendous All-Ireland Under-20 victory and uh, hopefully we will speak to him very, very soon. And He's always been a gentleman with his time with us here at KCLR and I'm delighted now to be joined on the line by his club mate and the chairperson of Emeralds GEA Club, Mary Burke. Mary, thanks very much for taking in the time. You're welcome Shane, thanks for having me on today. Oh, it, it's tremendous getting to speak about it because I, in the media you, you speak a lot about sports and you mightn't generally get to know the person but someone who is ingrained in, in club hurling uh, with Derek and being from the Emeralds, what is he like as a person? What can people expect? Well, I suppose, first of all, I'd just like to take this uh, opportunity to formally congratulate him on his appointment. Um, the club and all of us here are absolutely delighted for him. And we think he'll have a lot to offer to Kenny. Now, as a person, I suppose Derek is a gentleman, as you already mentioned there when you dealt with him on the radio before. And But he has a very strong character. And... I think he's a lot of courage as a person and a great resilience, I suppose, which we've all seen um, on the field with Kenny. But also we have seen it over the years um, on, at club level. And that, that is as, as a player and as an underage coach, as uh, a person who just constantly comes in and helps and assists the club quietly in the background. 
Um, he's a pleasure to deal with actually as a person and I suppose myself we grew up just literally down the road from each other in Woodsgift and all of Derek's life I suppose Derek just loved hurling he's just a true kind of old fashioned hurling person he really he plays hurling and he's involved in a cell just for the sake of hurling so that's really what I would say about Derek we spoke to his fellow clubmate Aidan Taggy Fogarty there after the announcement was made and the word he used was honest and that's a word that constantly was linked with Brian Cody as well. He's honest with his players and he expects honesty out on the pitch. Uh, would you agree with that kind of correlation between the two figures? Yes, completely. Um, honest would be a word that would definitely pop to mind when you mentioned Derek's name. Uh, as I suppose we can see everything he does he gives an honest account of himself. He, I think, expects honesty from everyone he deals with and he doesn't tolerate anything else. Um, as I mentioned already, he's a strong, honest character. Uh, you can see there with the under-20s, I mean, you know, courage is another thing that I would mention always with Derek because a lot of people, it's a big thing to take on these roles. You're putting yourself out there. But I don't think that would ever really come into Derek's mind. He would do them for the right reasons, um, for the sake of hurling. Uh, he would consider and put a lot of thought into this. And he's a very good um, family behind him and a great support structure. And I just think he will give an honest account to himself. And also, as I mentioned there before, he expects honesty from all players and all people he deals with. And you can see that through even his bond there with doing the 20s this year. Um, he was very courageous taking on the third year after two difficult years. He built up a panel from scratch over those three years, but stuck with him. And I think he always has true grit as a person. He just put the work in. And I think eventually the players responded to that. It's kind of like a Brian Cody thing. I mean, all of those players, Derek and his teammates, would have went under the same thing. You know, they were expected... That the coach put in the work with them, the manager put in the work with them, and honestly, it was expected back. And I think that just happened in collaboration with each other. How big of it is it for Emeralds as a club and Erlingford as a community in general to have one of your own in probably the, the biggest managerial position within the country? I suppose you're going to get a lot of knockback from this and a lot of great kind of... Uh, a, an upsurge in, in, in people taking more of an interest in, in emeralds within the community and beyond? Of course we are. It's absolutely fantastic. We are delighted as a club. It's probably the biggest thing for our club. Um, as you mentioned, Aidan there, Aidan Taggy Fogarty and Derek have brought great success to our club, winning six All-Ireland medals between them each. Sorry, and I mean, for a small junior club in North Kenny, like, I mean, everybody you know, involved in club level in Kilkenny or Tipperary, anywhere really in Ireland knows the work and the struggle it is to keep a club going. And they also know the bond and the love that is there. So when one of our own, like, reaches success, we're very happy for them. Um, but as you mentioned, it's a, it will be a great knockback effect uh, to the club and we will get a lot from it. But... It's just, I suppose, it's an honour to have somebody in that role. And I do think Derek himself is the type of person to be asked to do it. I think he would feel as an honour and privilege. And that's just the kind of person he is to take it on for the sake of hurling and for the sake of the Kenny hurling. 
Yes, the biggest news to hand to the club, I'd say, since Taggy was on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> it sure is, it sure is. Well, I don't know if anything will surpass that, but you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may have to get out the shoes now and have a few moves, but sure, we'll see. <laughs> I've I seen a great uh, post up on Twitter there, um, someone kind of reveling Derek Ling's time as, as a player, and they said they were travelling up to a Cork Kenny All Ireland final, one of the ones in 03, 04, 06, and he said he was going through Erlingford and see the huge banner for. Derek Ling uh, unfurled which read our Linger can beat 15 Langers and uh, it's just it's just a, a fantastic kind of memories that he has created within the, the hurling community not just at home but uh, beyond as well just a uh, maybe an understated player uh, a, a lot of the time but what a tremendous hurler he was Yes, he was, yeah. And that's it's an understated player, but that's probably Derek's uh, own character. He doesn't really um, fall in for too much praise. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't really go look for the limelight. Maybe the limelight comes to him. Um, it's just character he is. He kind of quietly does his thing. And as you, as we mentioned the words, there's really long there before that he just, he puts the work in, but... I think he's enjoyed it a lot and we certainly have had massive enjoyment uh, for as club members um, all the days in Crow Park the thrill of his performances of winning All-Ireland medals alongside Aidan Tagaforty I mean they've just given they've given us so much memories and we're really looking forward to these the, the future memories that Derek's going to create for us and we're just very proud of him and we're thankful to have him in our club and he's, he's, a, he's a really good guy Going back into, say, 1998 and uh, Brian Cody coming into the position as Kilkenny manager, uh, maybe a lot of people didn't think at the time that a 20-year-old Derek Ling would be his uh, successor all those years later. However, throughout his tenure as a player and his involvement within the club, was it a lot talked about his he would make a good coach, he would make a good manager, a good selector. Was that always kind of evident with Derek or was it something that came to fruition maybe later in his career? I think it built as it went along. Um, I suppose when Derek was playing, he just concentrated on playing. Um, you know, he, he seems to do like whatever he's doing at that moment, he concentrates on. Um, he put everything in as a player, um, with Kenny and also as a club player like when he came back to the club every year it was just complete work for the club you know and as a player and trying to win a county final trying to push that club forward to win a county final that year each year and I suppose then when he was taken off as selector you know with the Kenny senior um, as part of the Kenny senior management team you know, I suppose it kind of grew from there, really. Like, uh, he, he had been a club coach um, in our own club um, just when he finished up playing. Like, and he would have always taken on our own at 21. So he would have had a good bit of club experience there in the background, you know, do, getting involved in under teams, taking on under-21s every year, maybe bringing them to county finals. And, yeah, I suppose as a group, it's really, I think, the last three years when he took the under-20 management, um, I suppose the first time being in management, and it was... Um, a big role for him too to get that and then as you know we all know Kenny Hurling wasn't going great there for the last few years and um, you know that it's a while since we won anything and I suppose him going through those three years and bringing success for Kenny um, 
in a, a age grade that they haven't won anything since 2008 is massive and I suppose as that bit along like I suppose his name start building more maybe could he be a possibility you know for the, the big role um, to come when Brian Cody does step down uh, but I suppose yeah, we as club members would have always felt I mean if Darius has to do something he definitely has the capacity to do it as a person like you know and it just grew I think in the last few years and just touching upon Emeralds in general, I see that the under-19s won their hurling league final against John Locks, 422 to 122. Uh, the junior team didn't have a great time against uh, Wine Gap. It was 316 to 16 points, but they'll be out again very, very soon. I think Clonine is the next one up for yourself, quite possibly. How's things going in the club in general? Look, good enough. Like um, as I was saying, there it's, it's hard enough for any club to keep players together, especially at junior level. But we're building. Like um, I suppose we we have made, uh, hit like we are losing players to travelling and things like that. Like a lot of clubs are after, on the, you know, after the COVID years. Um, but we have good young players coming on. We won an under twenty one county final there back in. December. It's the first time in years and years we actually won a county final at adult level in the club and we've a good unit of players there in that group. Um, good, You know that are playing currently on junior now and we had a good um, you know they, they gave a good performance there against Barry Rangers. Wine Gap were a good bit stronger on the night um, around the 19 league and won the junior C league which you know was a great success but we wait, we've a lot to build and a lot of work to do. Uh, we've been doing it over the last two years. It's starting to build. And we're doing a lot of development work there. We're, we're installing a new P, uh, AstroTurf pitch and a field across the road. It's currently our 50th anniversary. So I suppose all those things help, help the club a little bit, you know. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens at Junior. We're just hopeful like every other club in Kenny. Well, we'll be looking forward to following your journey throughout the season and, of course, following Derek Ling's journey throughout his tenure as Kilkenny manager. Mary, thank you so much for being so considerate with your time and talking to us and discussing Derek as a man. We wish you nothing but the best and Emeralds the best for the rest of the campaign. Thank you very much, Shane, and thank you for having me on today. Thank you. That's Mary Burke, ladies and gentlemen. She is the chairperson of the Emeralds GEA Club. Tremendous getting to speak to her. We're going to take a quick ad break. Great getting to talk to Mary. We now go from one Shane, me, to another, Shane Murray. Yes, he is the manager of Kilkenny United as they prepare for their pre-season. Clock. I'm now joined on the line by a fellow Shane, Mr. Shane Murray from Kilkenny United. Shane, how are you doing today, sir? I'm very good, thanks, and thanks for having us on. Oh, absolute pleasure getting to speak with you. My two sisters, as you know, played for Kilkenny United for a, a time period there, but you're on the hunt for new players, as is every club always. You're on the hunt for new players, uh, especially under uh, underage players. And how's that going? Yeah, it's going very well, actually. Yeah, look, um, we, had a, we had a great debut season last year. Um, some good numbers last year uh, took part, and like I said, yeah, we're trying to encourage more girls to come out and play. We we were uh, we were out in the schools actually just before the summer right there, so we were in um, doing some coaching and helping out there. So yeah, it's been a good response with now. Thank God. 
do you find that was helped with the the, the renewed focus on uh, the European Championships there with uh, England coming away and other neighbours across the pond but the media coverage for that was huge particularly in the UK and we consume a lot of UK media do you do you find that there has been a bounce back from that where girls wanting to get out and play well I hope so uh, I, I think like what happened over there was unbelievable like, uh, it was a great spectacle it was you know great support and uh, it, it can only be good, like for the game, like you know, absolutely. It's been uh, so. Yeah, I am hoping for a response from it, yeah, as are all the clubs. I am sure, you know. Yeah, well, like the, there's been huge attendances at games. I think Barcelona set two attendance records in the new Camp for, for the female games as well, and it's just amazing to see uh, even the likes of Sky Sports announcing signings as they would for the men's teams. It, it's just a really nice to see the renewed focus on it because I know the work that goes into it. As I mentioned, my sister's playing for, for a time period. Yeah. I know the, the, the love that they would have for it and the work that goes in for it, and it's, uh, it's about time that they're getting the recognition that they deserve. Hundred percent. Look, even in the WNL now, you can see the numbers are creeping up there. You know, games in in daily mount all the time there as well. Now, and the numbers are starting to creep up all the time, which is fantastic. And it, it should have been happening years ago, but look, it had to happen sometime, and it's happening now, which is fantastic. And as I said, like uh, Jenny and Ali were were fantastic ambassadors for the club, like back then, like you know, and. Um, you know, as I said, they deserved all the girls at the time deserved more. You know, for what the, for what they were putting into it, like um, they deserved more uh, attendance, more support, and at the time, like you know. Um, we've been blessed with some great players over the years from Kilkenny, Karen Duggan of course, uh, Carlo have their, their own contingent down at Wexford Utes that are doing amazing things and it'd be remiss of me not to mention Ellen Malloy playing with Wexford as well, just having a really whirlwind of the uh, of past few years it has to be said but speaking of Wexford, you're competing now in the Wexford League, you mentioned it was your debut season there, how did you find the whole thing in, in general? Yeah, very good. Yeah, really good experience. Uh, like I said, look, it was, it was always going to be difficult to find out like where we were going to be for our first season. Like, but uh, we couldn't ask for any more. Like the girls, you know, put, put in a, an amazing effort all year. Uh, the dedication to it now this year is even more. Like we, we we brought the girls over to Man United and Liverpool last year, and they played against them, and uh, it was an unbelievable experience for them. Like you know, to, to be doing that, like and. They've come away from that trip now saying, look, you know, we want to do more next year and that's what we're going to do. Like, Yeah, I, I remember going across with freebooters over to Sheffield and we played Sheffield Wednesday and we got to go out on the pitch at half time and it was just something that kind of makes you want to continue to keep playing and like playing from a young age up to that point and getting to be out on that famous pitch. It's just a it's tremendous feeling and it's pride that I look back on getting to play play with that and these are memories that are being created from people starting off at a very young age. Like I can see there that you have an under 10s team, an under 11s team, 12, 14, 16, all the way up then to a senior women's team. So there's so many age grades that people can get involved in. Absolutely. Look, and like I said, the doors are open for everybody. So, Anyone that only starting out, doesn't matter what age you are, come up, get involved, you know, have a go. Uh, if you're well experienced, even better again, come on up. You know, if you're looking for a club, looking for a new challenge, you know, looking to, to, to do what our, our girls done last year, we've got our shifts planned for next year. So the more the merrier, absolutely, like, come up, absolutely, and get involved, you know, we're up in the watershed three nights a week now. Yeah, and I can see even just from your social media presence as well that everyone involved loves it. You know, there's happy birthdays they go out to players. There's player profiles. And it's just great to see the professional approach to it and the way kind of these teams should be promoted. It really it really is nice to see. 
Yeah, look, we really appreciate that. The lads, Oshin and Keith, do a great job with all that. And, you know, like, obviously our, our first album was in the WNL and, you know, it was an amazing experience. But, you know, what what's happening in the WL should be happening in every club, you know, and uh, promoting the players and, you know, whether it's girls or the boys, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, I think it's a, it's only a small thing, you know, but it goes a long way, like, you know, uh, when you see the girls signing and, uh, you know, doing the interview board and stuff like that during the season. It's all experience. It's all social experience, and it's 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 a uh, it's only a small thing, but it's really effective. Like you know, it certainly is. And you mentioned the the women's national league, and that's where you can just cut your teeth before going into the Wexford league. And we've had you on discussing that decision from from the WNL. But is there hope that you're building new structures for a possible future return to the WNL? Well, look, we certainly wouldn't rule it out. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, Carol Kilkenny are doing a great job down there now themselves and uh seems to be moving forward with boys and girls, which is fantastic to see, like, you know. But hopefully, like, you know, if the, the WL, WL keeps progressing, keeps expanding, why not? Like, you know, like, we never wanted to come out of it in the first place. So uh, that's definitely an option. But I think now, like, the focus is is the underage. As I said, our, our 10s, 11s, 12s are, are a strong group of girls. And uh, we believe, like, you know, every one of them, to be honest, I could play in the WNL in, in the long term, and that's the plan. Like that's that's why we're here. We're here to develop the players, give them the opportunities, and see where they go from there. Like you know. And uh, what what stage? Yeah, now you're just in pre-season at the moment. Are you a few weeks in, or can people still register? Oh, absolutely. People can come up today, come up tomorrow, give me a shout. Um, we're only we're only starting back. Uh, this week was our first week back, and um, we've got pre-season games lined up now for all age groups between now and the start of September and uh, yeah listen the more the merrier come on up like absolutely um, get involved like I said whether you're only a newbie or just starting out come on up um, we want everybody up there um, the more the more involved the more participation that's that's exactly what it is there's great fun there's a great group of girls up there and you know there's new friends we made like you know and is that just for players or can you get are you looking for volunteers as well coaches that kind of thing yeah, everything. Sponsorships actually as well. Like we're looking for coaches to get involved. Um, we've just taken on a new goalkeeper coach. Uh, another coach has come up there and getting involved. Paul and James, they're, they're involved. The Lee has been with us all last year. Uh, and we've got a great group of parents there now volunteering in the background too, like uh, doing stuff for the committee. So listen, the more the mayor, like as I said, it, it, it doesn't happen, you know, by itself. Like and it's going to take time, but... The growth is there now in the club, and we've we've a lot of plans now in place for next season. And uh, you know we need help, like and like I said, sponsorships as well. The players are, um, you know, going to be looking for stuff there themselves, and we're looking to promote the players. We're looking to bring in new systems as well for uh, analysing games and stuff like that as well. And you know, all that costs is money, like you know. So um, any companies out there willing to help out and new set of jerseys as well would be great too, like you know. Well, Shane, it's fantastic. We'll be following the journey and we won't be strangers as well. We'll look forward to seeing how you get on this season. If people then want to register their interests, is it just as simple maybe as going on social media, getting your details and contacting yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like My number's there on social media uh, all the time, so uh, give us a call. They can contact us through Facebook as well, uh, anytime through Messenger. So any time at all, uh, give us a shout. And, you know, everybody's more than welcome, absolutely. Well, thanks very much, Shane. We'll be keeping in contact with yourself. Best of luck for the season.
Listen, we really appreciate it, Shane. Thanks again, all right? Appreciate that, all right? Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Shane Murray, the manager of Kilkenny United, our own Paul... Dial message in as well. He's just a huge follower of all things Irish national team, uh, not just the men's, the women's as well. He's saying the Ireland ladies versus Finland in Tala is sold out. Uh, the game coming up in a few weeks. That's just brilliant to hear. Of course, Paul hugely ingrained within Thomastown. Thomastown producing some great players. Colin Whelan comes to mind, but also Ellen Malloy. That's where she cut her teeth. So it's brilliant, brilliant to be able to see. I'm going to try and keep you an update and uh, get in contact with people around the county in regards to the hurling matches that were on. Uh, Shamrocks and Mullinavat and St. Martins versus Young Ireland. So don't go anywhere here on Scoreline. There's lots more still to come. Finally, there's no show like a Joe show. Joe Sheehan joins us to talk all things Greyhounds. Joining me on the line, Mr. Joe Sheehan. Joe, how are you doing, sir? Absolutely fantastic. The sun is splitting the rocks down here in Limerick. And uh, we're getting ready for another gig tonight. So it's all, all good down the side of the country. Thanks to God. And the tips are flying, Shane. They're absolutely flying. The sales were on in Kilkenny this morning. There was lots of money traded in Kilkenny as well. So, I'm, um, I'm look. I'm look. I can't even look out a window here where I am, so I don't even know if it's sunny outside. Well, at least it's not, we're not like poor Robbie at the match last week. He came back in drenched. And... <laughs> out from Clara, yeah. Uh, Dixborough versus Bennis Bridge. Uh, Joe, what's happening in the Greyhound world anyway? I suppose it's absolutely hectic as it always is. Absolutely hectic. It's hard to keep up with the action, but we're going to do our best. This morning we had the sales in Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. And the biggest sum that was ever paid in the last 10 years was paid this morning. 11,000 euro was traded for a greyhound. In what? Kalo Grancher, yeah. So well done to the owners of them who are going home this evening with 11,000. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind owning him either. <laughs> so Joe, what, ca- what kind of goes into creating that price then for, for it? Um, like, is it the, the, the dog's pedigree? Um, for the sale itself, like, do they have to, is the, does the dog do a run? What's the actual yeah, kind exactly. of framework of it? Shane, I'll tell you one thing, you're, you're moving up in the world of ground racing. I'll tell you, you're after hitting the nail in the head. Exactly what, that's what happens. The, the, the dogs do a run. So basically, Kilkenny is probably one of the most famous, well-respected tracks for producing pups and producing top-class greyhounds. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on Kilkenny Carlo Radio. It really, really is. It's, it's very well established. And that's why these dogs are making so much money. So in Kilkenny, they, they run a number of sales uh, every year. And you have very... You, some of the biggest buyers across Ireland and the UK are tuned into Kilkenny because you know they always produce the best pups. So this morning, you would have had fifty or sixty greyhounds. So they do trials and three dog trials. So three dogs are going to a trial according to age. So they're grouped according to age. They do a trial just to treat them together. They do their run and people get their times and their splits with it. They barely pace or they'll stay on strong lace and exactly breeding. And uh, a saying we all we always love in greyhound racing is an ounce of breeding is worth a ton of feeding. So lots of people are looking out for the breeding and seeing seeing what breeding is the best and what breeding they think is going to go on and become successful. So then in the aftermath of those trials, each greyhound goes on the bench and then um, there's an auctioneer and then just it's similar to any auction in the greyhound who makes the highest bid um, goes the new owner will, will will take that greyhound home. So yeah, there was some big money traded this morning. Eleven thousand euro was the top lot. Bon and Isca Diego made five thousand euro. Cranky Summer made over four thousand euro. Benny Champ made three thousand three hundred euro. There was massive money traded in Kilkenny Ground Stadium this morning. So 
We're wishing all those new owners the very, very best of luck. And some of the best greyhounds in the country have come out of, of Kilkenny. So really, really fantastic to see that. You mentioned uh, the UK interest in, in the Kilkenny Greyhound Stadium. Is there an online aspect to it as well? It's not. Is it not all physical in person? Yeah, exactly. Um, so with, with COVID, I guess there was a lot of mostly bad things with COVID. But one of the good things to come out of it was the online um, effect from the sale. So basically, people in the UK can now bid online. So you put a deposit in, so they can put bids in. Yeah. So it's, enab- it's enabling the owners to get the most out of it, really, because people have access. Before COVID, it, before we had to do this, do it this way, it was only those present at the sales that they could bid. So it's fantastic to have that online facility there for all the sales across the country. So yeah, you're able to bid online and watch the sales there. Through, through the app and, and on the website which is fantastic and makes sure that, that people get the value of, of their dogs so great to see all that money floating around so we have to get saving we have to get saving <laughs> well, I don't think I can afford 11 grand for a dog anyway I can assure you that <laughs> at the moment things are going so bad I can hardly afford 11 euro but look <laughs> we'll keep on dreaming we'll keep on dreaming and uh, hopefully we'll come up with a few quid and hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get a great hold sometime to, to, to go a long way but last night then in Kilkenny we had the Boyle Sports A3 Bitch Competition 13,000 euro prize money in total for this one oh. 5,000 euro to the winner so that was the semi-finals last night Black Summer won the first semi-final a very quick time 28.80 for Sean Lahey and Thomas Norton and then the second semi-final was won by Glory Lorraine in 29.18 so there's three finals going ahead next Friday it's also going to be a fundraiser for the Tullerone community next Friday night so that's really fantastic to see there's lots and lots of fundraisers happening in Kilkenny at the moment the following Friday O'Loughlin Gales GA are having their fundraiser in Kilkenny so really really fantastic scene it's a great way to make a few quid so there's two other competitions running in conjunction with next Friday night Tullerone uh, community fundraiser as well which is really really fantastic to see we have the Danny and Ellen Norton Memorial A2 competition for the semi-finals of that was on last night the first semi-final I love this name was won by Sawdust Good Job and the name of the syndicate <laughs> is, the, is the, the Chisel Syndicate so I'd imagine they're a group of carpenters trained of course by the maestro Mert Lehi and he's lots of syndicates in his kennel so really fantastic to see it. so they're really having lots and lots of fun with him so he's going to make it through to the final and going to go off a warm favourite and the second semi-final was won by Another Dream also trained by Mert and owned by Pat Scully. so that's a really really cracking competition in the final as I said will take place next Friday in conjunction with the Tullerone Community Fundraiser as well and the other competition is the Mark Garrity Plant Hire uh, with the semi-finals took place last night the Hub won the first semi-final and Brand Dispute won the second semi-final so we have three cracking finals to look forward to next Friday night as we said 13,000 euro prize money for the Boyle Sports A3 bitch it's one of the top bitches competition in the country so fantastic to see such top level of action in Kilkenny Ground Stadium it is and something that caught my ear there is you're talking about the, the, the fundraising nights uh, there seems to be a massive correlation just from talking with you I came in as a novice but I, I heard you speak a lot about the correlation between uh, GEA and Greyhound Racing and uh, and fundraisers and stuff and I, I find that kind of uh, mind I would have never put those two things together There's a massive massive crossover we see it in Kilkenny the amount of especially GEA fundraisers that have taken place I know Liz Downey was there a couple of weeks as well they had their fundraiser as you said or Locks and Gales GEA fundraisers come out it's fantastic to see and it raises a couple of grand I've, I've seen up, up to 10,000 maybe even more raised for Greyhound uh, or not Greyhound for GEA clubs over the years at Greyhound Tracks in Kilkenny Track I know on my local track in Limerick we have the Conanani Kirby Memorial which is worth 160,000 euro yeah. the McManus family put 20,000 euro of a fund 
there for the GAA clubs, and that's how each greyhound runs for a GAA club in Limerick. And some of that money has has had a massive effect. So I know my local, in my local parish, is Kappa GA Club. They won ten thousand euro, and they were able to build a lit up walkway all around the track, which people use every evening. It's fantastic to see. But also the ownership of greyhounds is a massive, massive crossover between the GA community and the greyhound community. And long, long may it continue. It's wonderful to see all these fundraisers coming back because, of course, we didn't have them for two years through COVID. So it's fantastic to see that backlog being cleared and all those fundraisers going off. And well done to all those clubs and all, all those hard workers and, and the committees of all these GA clubs. It's fantastic to see such great money being raised at Kilkenny Track. Uh, what can we look forward to now, Joe, uh, coming up? I suppose uh, there's racing happening tonight. Yeah, well, in Shelburne Park tonight, there's a 12-race card and Raha Mofo, the Oak champion from Kilkenny, from the Murtlachie Kennel. She's out tonight. And the Cats. And also, uh, up the Cats is right. I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I'll say it again, up the Cats. And then in Dundalk, we have a massive competition here tonight. It's 20,000 euro to the winner. It's the Bar 1 Racing Irish Sprint Cup. It's the premium sprint competition in the country. It's the one everyone travels to with the best sprinters. And the Club of Champions Syndicate is a group of lads. There's about 100 people involved. Mert Lahey is the trainer, of course, from Connie in Kilkenny. The dog is called Zoom. And he has had a massive, massive career today. Of course, he won the McCallum Cup in Kilkenny a number of months ago. And there was a massive crowd in Kilkenny that night from his syndicate. There's a huge group of um, people involved in the syndicate. And it'd be wonderful to see him get through to the final. So he's in the semi-final tonight of the Bar 1 Racing Irish Sprint Cup. And for Kilkenny trainer Mark Lahey, so we're wishing them the very, very best of luck. Him and the Club of Champions Syndicate, so best of luck to them. Hopefully they can make it through to the final. So Dundalk's on tonight, Shelburne's on tonight, and there's racing in a number of other tracks. And as we said, next Friday night, three finals to look forward to in Kilkenny track, along with uh, the Caron Community Fundraiser as well. So fantastic to see lots and lots of action. It's hard to keep up to the times, but we're, we're, we're giving it our best uh, we can. <laughs> you always do Joe uh, you're gigging tonight anyway just before I let you go uh, people can check you out on uh, Joe Sheehan music as well online on social media and you still ha- you're learning that song that we put to- towards you last week yeah the one you asked me for now nothing else matters by Metallica I'm getting there I'm just coming up to the chorus now and I'm working on the high notes. My high notes aren't great now, but I'm working on it. We're no, no fear in you, Joe. No fear in you. I, Listen, until I, next I week, thanks. I need to perfect it for you, Shane, because you're <laughs> such a legend. I have to have it bang on. <laughs> and that's why we bring you on the show. Joe, thanks very much. Pleasure <laughs> as always, sir. Thanks so much and, have, have, and all your fantastic listeners. Have a lovely weekend. Thanks, Joe. That's Joe Sheehan, ladies and gentlemen. Absolute gentleman himself. Uh, giving us an update on all things Greyhound racing. We'll be catching up again with Joe next week but if you want to check him out the man can sing a tune Joe and Music go check him out on Facebook if you like that shorted thing and no doubt you That's it from Scoreline Extra. I have been Shane O'Keefe, delighted to be able to bring you the news that Kilkenny are All-Ireland Champions once again. You can go listen back to that match on Big Game Live right about now on scoreline.ie. I'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and remember yourself.